Hello, Internet peeps. Welcome to another edition of Big Trouble Little Podcast, episode 168. I am Joe Doves. I'm Andy. I'm Joe. <laughs> this is the spooky. We're doing the horror movies, finally. I love doing the horror movies. Um, uh, we're going to be talking about Maniac Cop, which is my pick. 1988 film. It's as old as me. And uh, before we get into that, guys, what the hell have you been watching, playing, or doing? I'm going to start off with Zach. Well, uh, I beat uh, Monkey Island 2 uh, over the weekend. Was fast. For the first time. They're, those games aren't really that long. Hmm. Um, I did need uh, quite a bit of help from a guide on that one. No shame in that. They're weird. The puzzles are weird. Uh, that uh, I like it a little bit more than the original. Uh, I kind of wish they kept the sword fighting from the first game. That was fun. Yeah, the insult. Yeah, it was. It was kind of clever. Like you had to like learn, fight people to learn insults, so that you could be better at fighting. <laughs> um. Then. It had like this. It had an ending I totally did not expect for that game. <laughs> that kind of like, it was it was way out of left field. Hmm. Um, I don't know how else to describe it other than like, it makes, it causes you to have to like theorize. Well, is, is this what actually happened? Is this some kind of meta thing? Is this like, it's that sounds weird, right? For a Monkey Island game. Funny at least. Kind of. It's more perplexing than funny. Oh, really? Yeah. It's an old. Uh, it's an old game. Do we want to spoil it? Because I'm. <laughs> it's... No, I, I'm gonna play it. Okay. Gotcha. All right. I actually yeah. I, this week I was horsing around on my Xbox and I was adding stuff to my wish list. You know, because I, I don't know if it notifies me when stuff goes on sale, but I hope it does. And I and I looked at the list and it was just like all old shit. It was like. Uh, like a, a couple old Saturn games they ported to the 360 and Monkey <laughs> Island 2. And I was like, well, it's a good thing I own the most powerful home console ever made so I could play all this old bullshit on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's a good game. I recommend it if, if you like those old graphic adventure games or you like Monkey Island. Um, I also started watching some, some horror movies on my own time watched uh, Malignant because it was just on HBO Max. I was like, oh, I kind of wanted to watch that. So I just went ahead and watched it. How I, I watched a little bit and it didn't capture me. Does it when does it start to pick up? Because it builds up to the point where you just see the shadow figure and like I Oh I, I don't know. I was interested in it from off the bat. So uh. <laughs> you you and me got different opinions on it apparently. But I will say by the time I was done with it I don't want to spoil it because it's brand new or anything. Uh, at the end of the day, I just kind of felt like, eh, it was okay. Um, sometimes it got a little goofy. Uh, there was some CGI in it that was really fake looking. For a 2021 movie, that's kind of like egregious, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's interesting because it, like James Wan was the director for this movie, and he's kind of been somewhat at the forefront of like this... Uh, modern horror resurgence like he's done a lot of the movies that are like more big and commercial that kind of got over with people as horror movies like the conjuring and stuff like that and this one just felt more at times it got a little silly <laughs> he was like oh, okay well <laughs> but it's okay um then i also watched uh brides of dracula which is a old hammer uh horror movie it's like the the next one after Horror of Dracula, which is the first. It, it's got Dracula of the day, but Dracula's not even in it. Christopher Lee's not in it at all. Um, they were originally going to call it Disciples of Dracula. That's what I would have called it in hindsight. Um, yeah, but if you hear Brides, you're like, oh, maybe there's nudity in it. I'm going to see that movie. There was no, there was no nudity. <laughs> <laughs> there was some some pretty 1960 ladies, I guess. And uh, Peter Cushing was Van Hell singing it up again. He was throwing crosses at people and getting getting in fights, physical altercations with vampires. <laughs> it's just funny to see like movies where like 
they, they just get in fist fights basically <laughs> it's like weird it's almost like this this quasi proto castlevania thing you're literally fighting the vampire mm-hmm. um it's good though it's really good i like it um if you've never seen any hammer horror movies check them out They're, it's like a it's kind of like the next step up from universal i guess the evolution of it and that's it all right andy what about you um i was gonna watch some horror movies but it didn't like quite pan out we talked about watching malignant and decided not to and started watching um what's it called his house or something like that on netflix it seemed like it was gonna be good but i, I just ended up not watching it and then uh we watched princess bride instead which is not scary at all <laughs> It's just a good movie. My girlfriend had never seen The Princess Bride. I was like, oh. what the hell? So we, of course, watched it, and she loved it. Okay. Um, on my own, I watched Young Frankenstein, you know, just kind of, like, getting getting ready to watch the spook, you know what I mean? Um, I spent most of the week uh, in snippets, you know, before bed, eating breakfast, my lunch break from work. I rewatched almost every Action Button review, all of uh, Tim Rogers' stuff. Just like I, I was just watching one just to make noise, and then I ended up watching. Well, except for Last of Us again, I haven't beat that game yet, but I did watch the first like twenty minutes of that review just because he talks about why he chose it, and I was hoping it would like motivate me to go finish it, which I think I'll do this week. Also, uh, right before we started recording, I got a huge. He, he, every one of his Patreon updates is like a freaking book. He said it's rendering now, and it was going to take like ten hours or something. <laughs> Damn. So it'll be done and posted hopefully soon. Like, you know, he, he tries to be like, there's a million things that can still go wrong and who knows what will happen. But it was an interesting read at least. So maybe there'll be a new one here to, to watch pretty soon. Um, and I screwed around with the Polymega a whole bunch. I played, um, the game comes preloaded with this weird beat-em-up that I don't remember the name of because it's in Japanese. It was a Japanese, I think, Turbo Graphics game, maybe. But it's bizarre. It is a weird honking game. Like you're fighting like like some of it's a side scrolling beat 'em up. So it's basically you know, Final Fight, Streets of Rage, whatever. But the enemies are like robots and stuff, and some of them are like just giant robotic Maui heads. And when you destroy them, there's like a teeny tiny little pilot who like runs around on the ground and then jumps up and dances on your head and makes you immobile for a second. So enemies can attack you, and you have to like smash them. And like the 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 woman character, and I think the two men characters do this too, but I mostly played as the woman character. There's a button dedicated to hold them in place in like a sexy pose, and you can rotate her in place and look at her. What? <laughs> it's so weird. It's like, what the hell is this game? And I have no idea what the plot is. Like, it's some like weird paprium bullshit where it's like kind of a, the cyber future, but also it's not because there's like cowboys and samurai shit and oh, it's a weird game but i uh at first it was super easy and i got stuck on a boss but it does that thing where when you when you game over it kicks you back to the main menu immediately and you can continue but you have to like choose continue and it loads you back into the beginning of the level you died on and it's just tedious like i i, I was sick of it but it's really interesting i guess it was a game that was either like unreleased or it definitely wasn't released in the united states at any at any rate but Polymega bought up the rights to like a dozen or so games that they just own now or they own distribution rights for. And when you buy a Polymega, it comes with all those games on it. Like out of the box, it's got like 12 games on it. So I played some other ones, um, some weird uh, turbo graphics dragon game. You like ride a dragon around and you have an egg as a platformer. I can't remember what it's called either. I played more of that Tokimeki puzzle game. I realized, um, I had been playing on hard difficulty almost every time because I can't read Japanese, so what are you going to do? So now I, I played it a couple times and got like almost halfway through the game like right away, and I was like, oh, okay, I understand now. I understand what I've been doing wrong. And then, you know, just a whole bunch of other um, retro games. I ordered a hard drive for it, but it's stuck in shipping limbo somewhere, somewhere near Etna, Ohio. I guess the United States Postal Service just has had it for two days and I want it, but I haven't got it yet. And then I also played a bunch of uh, old shit on my Xbox. Uh, I finally retired Forza. I didn't. I didn't move on to Control or Like a Dragon yet, but I did. I was just testing it to see what old Xbox games it would play. 
I put in Halo Reach, and it was like, you got to download an update. I was like, yeah, I guess, do it, whatever. I, I was just testing it to see if it worked. And then I ended up playing Firefight for like an hour and a half. I forgot how much fucking fun Halo Reach is. That game is good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, then, uh, I can't remember if this was before or after, but I had been watching Action Button, like I said. So I watched the Doom one. I was like, I just want to play Doom. So for a while, I was just drinking, blasting Megadeth with my thing that's name i can't say because then it'll start doing things and playing doom so it's just megadeth and booze and doom for like two hours and that was a good old time so but yeah i just played a bunch of old games but nothing no, nothing for like an extended period of time everything was snippets i was just having fun uh, uh indulging whims pretty much all week cool um so i played some games i played counter-strike go because they have a new update um, they apparently uh, fucking edited the the map dust. Like, there's no, you know, you remember the. I mean, there's there's like thirty versions of dust across one point six up to yeah, but this Go and source and. But all the iterations, there was always when you have to cross the the doors that is like Sniper Valley. They put a fucking wall there. Now. The the um the, the underpass or inside. Uh. It's like there's the underpass, and then you make a right, and there's the two double doors. That sniper area, there's a wall now, so you can't do anything. Um, what the hell? I don't know. It's lame. Yeah. Uh, but we played uh, the gun game where you just, like, shoot, and every time you, sh- you kill someone, you get a new gun. So we were doing that all night. Um, I played some stuff on my new phone uh on the game pass cloud service i gotta admit the latency is not that bad um i played fighting games it, you could tell there's a difference but not enough to be like man i can't block and shit and do my moves i was doing my moves i played doom 2016 uh and it was interacting pretty well so i might be playing some games in bed off of my you, console. You synced a controller or what? Yeah, it synced to my Xbox controller, and I have. I assume a... you have to. I don't know if it can fit that many buttons on the screen or whatever. Oh, there there is a touchpad thing, but it's obnoxious in your view and all that stuff. So no doubt. Um, trying to think what else. I watched this one movie called Case Thirty Nine, um, where a social service person. Uh, is like she thinks she's saving this uh, daughter from like an abusive family. <laughs> like, <laughs> let me put it oh, this. Let I saw me... this yesterday when I was uh, looking at movies. I was kind of like, eh, maybe, but go on. Yeah, let me put it this way. Like in the beginning, you're just like, what the fuck? Because like the like literally like ten minutes in the movie, like the parents are putting the child in the oven and like duct taping <laughs> the shit, and you're just like, what the fuck is going on? And uh, let's just say the daughter is not, you know, what she seems. Yeah, pretty much. Teen and, child. Yeah, Renee Zell. Renee Zellweger is in this movie. I've like, when's the last time I've seen Renee Zellweger in a movie? It's been a really long wow. time. Um, then I also watched uh, Matrix again because I'm hyped for Matrix Four, so I'm like trying to see all the dumb details that, you know, might be theorized and stuff. Dumb details of the Matrix? No. <laughs> yeah. uh, apparently, like, they're pulling stuff from the comic and the game and stuff. Like, I've been watching cutscenes for the Matrix Online. And <laughs> there's this guy who theorizes, he's like, maybe Morpheus is actually fucking evil. And I'm like, okay, let's just wait until the movie comes out. What if I told you I was actually evil? <laughs> I uh, I was always frustrated because Matrix Online, I read up on it, and Matrix Online actually has a really interesting story. It's just the game was trash, so no one wanted to play it, but it was like blessed with being the official story continuation of the Matrix. Like They were like, this is it. This is what happens. This is canon, baby. And then the game was garbage. It's like, God damn it! <laughs> well, what's a comic next time? What's interesting is everything, every game, every comic, and every short, whatever, like the Animatrix and stuff, had to be approved by the Wachowski sisters before you know it was greenlit. 
So like all the comics that you see were greenlit. Fucking uh, Path of Neo is greenlit, obviously because it had the movie stuff in there. You know, the Matrix and Path of Neo, they're they're also canon. Like the Wachowskis had input. Yeah, keep. By the way, I uh, got those ROMs, so I might be playing those games in fucking uh, uh, November into December, pretty much. Do it. Yeah, because Enter the Matrix is one of my favorite Matrix games out there. It's uh, a little bit dated uh, with the controls, but I was messing around with it on my uh, Xbox emulator, and it was fun. Um I'm trying to think what else I played. I played Fortnite. You guys are going to be disappointed in me because I had to buy a... Whatever, it's fine. I had to buy a pack, the Street Fighter pack, so I got Chun-Li and Ryu, and they uh, were shooting people. So. All right. I know he's getting V-Bucks for Christmas. <laughs> I I go through a phase where I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool, and then I like play, stop playing for a while until I see something better. But uh, I thought you were on Valorant, right? You're doing Valorant now? Playing Valorant. I'm playing all the games. I'm... The only BR game, Battle Royale, that I'm digging is pretty much Fortnite. The shooting is so much better and it's fun to play compared to like Apex because you're just like fast all the time and Warzone's hacker central. Like literally everybody's hacking in Warzone. The last five people are usually people under the map shooting you. So, but that's all it. How big your EP is, man. Yeah. That's why, that's why I tried to like, not put a lot of money in these games because I know they're eventually going to fall. But anyway, that's all I've been doing. Let's get into some Maniac Cap. Um, so this was kind of hard to get, so we had to find our ways. We did watch it. Um, well, it wasn't hard for me. Yeah, you had yeah, Shutter. Yeah, Shutter, right? Well, actually, I didn't have access to Shutter anymore, but it's on Voodoo. Oh yeah, you can rent it on Voodoo. Well, you should have said something. Well, I didn't. I didn't decide to watch it till tonight. No. <laughs> oh shit! But uh, Maniac Cop is a 1988 film. Uh, it is directed by William Lustig, who did fucking uh, Dark Man. What? Yeah. Dark Man. An Army of Darkness. So. Wait, what? Double what? Yeah. <laughs> So, There's cables in it. Yeah. And he was in all three of these movies. <laughs> uh, oh, jeez. What made you want to watch this movie? What caused you to pick this? I was curious. Because on the surface, I don't see it. <laughs> because the when I Googled it, I was like, horror movies. And <laughs> it gave me a list. And I'm like, I've seen every fucking Jason. I've seen every Halloween. Like, I, I just picked it. <laughs> sorry just as, just as a, the way you said that you implied that he directed those movies i oh, know no. those are sam raimi movies mm-hmm. so i was like what did he do did he help write them did he do cinematography no he was just an actor in them he was just like some bullshit oh really guy. yeah <laughs> oh my bad guys and uh let's see known for uh in dark man dock worker number four. <laughs> oh man Army of Darkness, fake ship. So. <laughs> um, yeah, this it, boy. it had some pretty good actors in this movie. Maniac, I've had Bruce Campbell. Uh, yeah, eventually. Yeah. If, if I could say one thing about this movie right off the bat, not enough Bruce Campbell. He's like in the first ten minutes, and then he's just not in the movie until the last act. I, mm. I assume like maybe they couldn't afford him or something. But god damn it, what a tragedy! Because. He's the best part of this movie because Bruce Campbell kicks ass. I mean, he wasn't really like a big movie star yet. He, I know, but I like him. Like, I just, I like him. Arguably, he never was. I'm just saying, but. Tom like, At- Atkins is in it. It's funny, though, because it's like, I think back then he didn't get top billing. But like, when you look at this movie now, he has top billing. He has it. Him and Robert Zadar are the ones who get top billing <laughs> on like the DVD case. How the tables have turned. <laughs> but, but I, I was doing the same thing. It was like the movie was going 20, 30 minutes, and I'm like, where's Bruce Campbell? Oh, okay, finally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, has Tom Atkins. He's from Escape from New York uh, yeah. and Halloween 3. So he's he always plays the cop guy. Uh, 
William Smith isn't it? Not not Will Smith from fucking Wild Wild West or fucking uh, Bad Boys. Uh, William Smith. Fresh Prince. Yeah, William Smith from Red Dawn. Um, he he played Shrinekov, one of the Russians. Uh, He's also um in Hell Comes to Frogtown. I kept thinking like I know I've seen him in something. It, it was a Hell Comes to Frogtown, a movie I watched like six times in a week because I did a video of it on YouTube. Try to search for it if you want. You probably won't be able to find it. Got to tag those videos. Got to hit the, I forgot what they call it, the SEO or whatever system. This was a while ago. Shaft is in this fucking movie. Richard Roundtree. Richard Roundtree. I was like, what the Shaft? Yeah. I he was it. the police chief guy. Like, I swear to God, I've seen him in shit, but like, I, I couldn't get his name or anything. Uh. He's got like the you talk. He talks like this. That's He's William Smith. That's William Smith. Captain. Oh, that's Ripley. William Smith. Okay. Captain Ripley. And then you had the like uh, the shitty fucking mayor. Um, <laughs> which was fu- that was Richard Roundtree. No, that was the commissioner. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. So this movie, it it, it had like a mixture of like Halloween. At, and just insert Michael Myers with this cop guy because he the main thing the plot is pretty much there's a cop that's killing people it starts off with the woman being chased down by two like muggers and shit and the muggers like saw the cop and like I'm not going that way and then she her neck breaks and then there's like a series of uh killings that are happening like the my favorite killing is the Smushing the guy's face into the cement. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Uh, I liked when they, he got the couple pulled over in front of the stop sign, or stoplight, excuse me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just because he, like, slashed dude's throat from his girlfriend, threw, threw her on the windshield, and then it was like the whole windshield was just covered in blood. You could see the light through the blood. And she's like, oh, my God. Turn on the windshield wiper. It's wiping the blood. I was like, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> um... Would you guys the beginning like the the title sequence and in the, the intro? Did you guys feel it was way too long? By the way, what where he's gearing up? Yeah, I like that shit. Yeah, no, like, I thought that was cool. It's a little long, but god damn it! Like if I ever make an action movie, I'm totally doing that. That's what we're doing. <laughs> Puts on the white gloves and stuff, and uh, this is in New York City because you see the twin towers uh, still there uh, since it's 1988. Um, so anyway, this cop is killing people and the mayor and the commissioner and the captain are just like, we can't say a cop is killing, you know, people in the town because it's going to make the cops look, you know, bad. And then, you know, we're not going to get reelection and all that stuff. So like, that's the politics side. He's he's killing innocent people. Yeah. At first, Mm -hmm. which is the inconsistent, weird part of this movie. At the beginning, he's just killing mindlessly, like like a Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. And um, it it I will say that the plot kind of gets a little weird, um, because they start to solve things like uh, when you eventually see Bruce Campbell and his character Jack Forrest, like you start getting uh when he leaves for work. Which, by the way, that whole scene of just Bruce Campbell like being the fucking dick to his wife and shit. <laughs> He's like, stop it. Like, you want money and all that stuff? Like, I'm paraphrasing. But he pretty much he brushes her off, says that he's going to go on a fucking uh, uh, tour at night. But he's not going on a tour at night. He's banging some other fucking policewoman in a hotel. Uh, But, like... The hero of this movie is a cheater, and he gets his wife murdered. (laughs) (laughs) My hero! (laughs) (laughs) But uh, he... She, she, the wife gets a call from like this woman, like, oh, did he leave? So it like plants the, like, is Jack Forrest, aka Bruce Campbell, the, you know, the, the murderer? Is he the cop? Because he looks as tall as the fucking guy, uh, and he's being a dick. So you're like automatically like maybe, but this is you know obviously a red herring. Too uh, yeah, too obvious. You know, she she follows him, by the way, all the way to his motel. And keep in mind, like, New York City's big. And 
him just like walking down the street to a motel. What a stupid idiot. Unless there was just like edits where it just like it made it look like a long walk. He's and, lazy. <laughs> he's, he's a lazy adulterer. <laughs> but uh, she walks in. Um, she pulls a gun on them because, you know, she's first she was like worried that he might be the well, killer. Someone calls her and it's like, where's he going? Oh, is he going to is he the killer? Oh, he's going to kill again or some shit like that. Yeah. Mm. So, like, I guess she was thinking that he was the killer, and that's why she brought the pistol. And then she goes to the motel, and then, you know, obviously he sees him banging. And then she gets killed by the real killer. Red herring happens. And so the whole plot is <laughs> Jack Frost is, uh, Jack Forrest is like, I didn't do it. I have a witness. It's this other chick. And uh, Frank McCree is all, like, against the politi- politicians of, like, the commissioner and the captain. Which, by the way, I hate the captain's voice throughout this whole movie. So raspy. Annoying. Oh, I love it. Real sandpapery. Yeah. He needs, to, he needs to do VO work. He really does. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna get that guy. Yeah. When I, look, when I looked him up, I was like, I know I've seen him in something. I thought for sure it was gonna be, like, he's a voice in Halo 3, or he's a voice in... Fucking Elder Scrolls or something, but no, it was Hell Thomas Frogtail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, would you like before we like get into more talk? Like, what do you guys think of the movie? What what other scenes that you know caught your eye? What what was silly about it? What was good about it? Um, I don't like they they didn't have any consistency about what they wanted the killer to be because at the beginning he's just like a Michael Myers, but he's a cop. And he's just like killing innocent people, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh, a cop's killing innocent people? What in America? Lol, this happens all the time." Whoa, did I say that out loud? But then in the <laughs> second half of the movie is well, now he has a vendetta, and he's like going after the people that that put him in prison and got him killed. Like, choose one, do the whole movie one way or the other, and I think it would have been a better movie for it. Yeah. I, I felt like they were trying to, like, tease that it's still a person that's still alive. But then, like, yeah. the uh, the the other woman officer, like, shot him a million times and, like, apparently shot him in the head. Uh, super strong, apparently. Yeah, he, like, grabs the woman and, like, lifts her skull off of the spine and, like... Snaps her neck. It, the guy's like, this is indicative of, like, hanging, but this is indicative of uh, strangling, so... Something really powerful did this. You're like, oh, he's like a force of nature. Again, Michael Myers, Jason Voorhees, something like that. And then it just turns out, no, he just got stabbed a bunch of times while he was naked in the shower. And now he's got brain damage and that made him strong. (laughs) Like, I I was waiting for it to be like, he died. She claimed the body. She did some voodoo shit and like brought him back. And now he's like a vengeful spirit or some. That's what they made more sense to me. Now, I peered ahead a little bit because there's three three of these movies. Three movies, yeah. And I, I kind of read the plot synopsis. May, May I Cop 2 is just like a continuation. But three sets up, because I was thinking, like, why is this guy so fucking strong? Why is he so durable? Right. I, I, I thought it was anything from a damn robot to he's a zombie to what, you know? That's what I thought. And uh, it turns out it was voodoo. Some guy voodoo raised him. and It was literally it, voodoo then. It, it's a Maniac Cop 3. Called it. <laughs> it, 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 and then they had this weird plot where this like other female officer like fell in love with her the the Matt Cordell, and she was like helping him out. Like they were doing the plot where pretty much they were setting up Jack Forrest to be the killer so that they could have a life. And then all of a sudden, yeah. sudden Frank McCree is like, hey. This is kind of fishy and all that stuff, and follows her to the docks. <laughs> Which, by the way, I like the the sound effects, like when the well, we see the plywood go off, but then like a, a random cat just fucking gets a, <laughs> a cat noise. Yeah, yeah. I like that. That scene involve implies that Matt Cordell, Zadar's character, just sits there motionless, just waiting for things to happen. <laughs> Apparently he sleeps in the docks too, or I mean, not really sleeps. He lays there, yep, and daydreams about him getting murdered in a shower. Robert Zadar is naked in a shower, beating guys up. Is it? Is it, in, 
Does Robert Zadar have in his contract that his ass has to be in every movie? Yes. <laughs> Maybe. I'm starting to think so. Seems, the wind seems to be blowing that way at this point. Because we've seen him a few times, and we've seen his ass a few times. We saw the wind blowing a certain way across his ass a few times. His yep. his chin is fucking mighty, dude. Yeah, by the way, how hilarious is it that uh, his chin is, like, outrageous? And then the person that they, like, mistake for him in arrest is also known for having a prominent chin. <laughs> I was thinking about that the whole movie. I was like, this is funny. I like this. <laughs> they don't Your look chin. the same, but they both, they both have a reputation as having a very distinctive jawline. Yeah. It's true. I will admit, in the first half and maybe the middle of the movie, it feels dis- disjointed. But, like, once... Uh, Bruce Campbell and the other chick have their little storyline. It actually started getting good. Like I was enjoying it uh, because obviously Bruce Campbell's there, but it felt like it had a cohesive plot and direction after that. Because yeah, after after uh, Zadar breaks into the police station and kills a bunch of people, and they start investigating, the movie gets really good. But you're already in the final act. That's mm. a shame. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like it like hurried up big time. Uh and by the way, goddamn, he killed like the whole police force and then like I was <laughs> I I was like cuz he grabs a gun and he's like she she's going to uh, they're going to think you're the one who killed it. And he's like, "I don't care, we need to, you know, get this done." And like those two cops come and they just give up their guns. They outnumber him 2 to 1. And uh he catches them by surprise. And he's like, "Don't even think about it." He has them lie down or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then <laughs> a weird scene, and this is like near the end because they're like doing the parade, and the mayor is all like worried and stuff. Like he's in the bathroom. He's like, I know it's Matt Cordell. He's 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 coming after. He's alive. I I swear. The mayor's the mayor's responsible for like it's implied that he he was connected with the mob and Matt Cordell was investigating it. So they set him up and then put him in prison and arranged to, like, not protect him. So, of course, a bunch of prisoners murdered him. Mm-hmm. That's why That's why the police commissioner and the mayor are both, like, scared and also trying to bury it. Like, they won't listen to the truth. Yeah, so he's freaking out. And then uh, I forgot the, the lady's name. Is her name Mallory? Teresa Mallory? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's right. Um, you know, she goes in while <laughs> Jack Forrest is like hiding behind by a store while she's going into the police because she's like, "Oh, he's gonna give himself up." Uh, we just want to make sure, you know, you know about all the Matt Cordell thing, and she gets arrested. And then we have this weird scene with this one officer, a little short guy with a little mustache, and like, "We don't need to go to the, you know, we don't need to collar you up yet. We know we're all alone in the mayor's office." And, and I'm like, really? You're good at doing that accent. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm like, really? Are we doing a rapey scene right now? That's what I thought it was going to be, but it's not even a rapey scene. It's just like, hey, just tell me why you did it. I would really like this feather in my cap or whatever. And then yeah. he's like, she's like, no, fuck you. And he's like, all right, let's go. What's the point of that scene then? For him to get stabbed, for you to think he's an asshole and he gets stabbed. Yeah, they're like, don't worry, he's not one of the good cops. And by she the way, like runs, she has to drag his fucking body through like a hallway to the break room. And this is what I, this I didn't get this at all. It's like she throws a chair out the window to get attention and yeah. get out there on the ledge. And then obviously there's cops down there like, oh my god, something's going on. And then like some cops on the ground level are just like, it's Forrest, get him, even though they're. <laughs> They heard something happen inside the police station. They say, "Fuck it, let's get him." <laughs> yeah, because they they grab him and like, I ought to put a bullet in your head for fucking. But we gotta do justice here, and like they, uh, you know, arrest him and throw him in the back of the fucking van. And then there comes fucking Matt Cordell just to fucking come in and start driving. That scene was, was wild. I was laughing about the cop handcuffs her to him, and they're walking down the hallway. And then Cordell turns up and stabs him and then just leaves. Like, he doesn't kill her. He, like, stands back for a bit and lets her try to run. And then he's like, oh, I should kill her, too. And then he comes back. Like, isn't he it ch- that white? 
Well, I, she didn't get away fast enough for him to not change his mind. I think maybe he got confused because, like, she wears, like, this puffy purple jacket with the shield on her fucking, uh, her, her jacket. And I'm like... It was the 80s. Every girl had a puffy purple jacket. <laughs> so he's like, is she a cop? Like, or is she an actual, you know, criminal or something? And he's like, oh, wait a second. That's the same bitch from the, the police station. And yeah. he goes to chase her. But the boy, oh boy, that that car scene was fucking intense. Like it was funny. It was pretty good, pretty, pretty good car chase. Yeah. Yeah, because you know Matt Cordell's driving. By the way, obviously stunt drivers, but like <laughs> with the truck, he was doing like drifting and shit. Like it's Tokyo Drift. <laughs> and by the way, I her coming down the stairs or coming near the guy, he's like, "You need to follow that car," and the cop just listens. I mean, I guess he saw all the chaos, so he's like, oh, I guess I gotta go. But she he, got a badge. Yeah, true. Maybe he just didn't get the memo that, like, she was arrested, but he he was... He, he went on the wrong side of the road. That was crazy. And, uh... He she was loaded a shotgun. He's like, you know how to handle that? She's like, you fucking watch. And then she did also, like, I know it's supposed to be like, oh, you're a woman. Do you know how to handle it? She's a fucking police officer. Of course she does. Like, it's a dumb question. My favorite part of that, though, is like where they, they finally, like, uh, Cordell gets uh, Forrest in that warehouse building and he's like, he can't open the door for some reason. So he just starts hitting the knob with an axe. Yeah. <laughs> like, Why can't you open that? Whatever. I guess it's just to be for tension. They show up. And they run out. She runs out there with a shotgun, try to help him, and kind of totally fails at it. Yeah, give him the shotgun. He gets the the murderer gets a shot. By the way, it showed him loading a gun in like the beginning, and he never used his damn gun. (laughs) I I got the impression that stuff at the beginning was well, no, it must be it. That's like him going out for the first time. I, I got the impression it was like before. Or maybe it was just any old patrolman or something. I, I just thought it was him. It's like, this is the guy. He's, he's called Maniac Cop, and this is the Maniac Cop. You're yeah, seeing this, him This up. is him. Uh, but, like, then the old dude who fucking drove, drove her there, he's got his own shotgun. He totally fucking missed. And it just got murdered. Dude missed with a shotgun. Come on. I don't get the ending, though. Because keep in mind, right? Dude calls for backup. Doesn't know that it's Matt Cordell, right? But she's pretty much a criminal because, you know, she was under arrest when the mayor and, and uh, the commissioner and they're all dead now. And, you know, Bruce Campbell, Jack Farris, is fighting with Matt Cordell and puts him into the ocean. And the, obviously the whatever pipe, you know, that hit. <laughs> By the way, lamest way to kill your villain. Mm-hmm. I was really upset with that that kill. Like, I, that's just so dumb. I don't like. He's just driving a truck too fast, and he drives into a pole. <laughs> Snore. Anyway, keep going. I, the the part that doesn't get me is like they pull the truck, and obviously he's not in there. So technically, Jack Forrest is still the criminal. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're like they're helping with the investigation it's like no he should still be under arrest you don't know for sure like he could be an accomplice he could be a copycat killer it could be all <laughs> kinds of stuff but in movie logic he's cleared yeah because they don't have there's no um uh witness to cordell because that other cop that turned up with the woman is dead yes <laughs> and i he might not they're just he like, oh, there's a the... truck in the bay? Clearly it was another guy. <laughs> he might not be in the clear, though, because Maniac Cop 2 is like Halloween 2. It picks up right... It seems to pick up after. And Bruce Campbell's still in it. So's the chick that plays Teresa Mallory. Oh, shit. I kind of want to see it now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because, like, I, I was thinking the whole time, I'm like, well, the only witness... Like, if I had to, like, logically think about this, the only witness I would think of is the guy getting pulled out of the truck. Like, he's the only one that could possibly have a good look, maybe. Because he gets thrown. And and obviously, the guy with the shotgun got blasted. He's fucking dead. Right. He deserved it. <laughs> the fuck you miss a fucking shotgun shot that far away. And as some of the kills were okay in this movie. Um, but 
some are kind of just laughable. Like when Frank McCree died, I laughed my ass off. <laughs> he just fell out of a fucking window. <laughs> yeah, that was really disappointing. Yeah. And they like did the semi slow mo where he hits the car. They, you can tell they thought that was badass, and it was just like, eh. yeah. And um, I mean, I have nothing else to say. I mean, that's pretty much the film. Like that's it, the it, kills are the kills are really unimaginative. And in a movie like this, you're gonna live and die by like, oh, this movie's so cool. A guy gets torn in half. Oh, Jason, like takes a woman in a sleeping bag and beats it against a tree. It's hilarious and gory. Oh, I love this movie. It's so good. Oh, Michael. Michael picks up a guy and impales him on the wall. It's fucking badass. Oh, he's got a knife in his baton and he stabs a guy. And that's it. <laughs> yeah. That was the best one. Yeah. But, uh, do you guys recommend this film? Light, yes. Very light, yes. Mostly no, but a little yes. Okay, Zach, what about you? Uh, barely. Yeah. B- barely, because it's like, it's it's not that bad of a movie, I think, but it, it's not like total schlock, like just laughable like effort, but it just feels kind of like rote when I was watching it, especially because it's like, this came out in 1988, and this is just emulating... This is Halloween. This is uh, Friday Thirteenth, and the kills aren't as good, no. and the 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 tension isn't as good, mm-hmm. and or, it's not as funny either. It's it it just doesn't have any of that stuff going for it. Really. Yeah, honestly, if this is what you want, there's like three dozen better movies. Maybe I don't recommend it. <laughs> it's just there's there's it, it there's the movies clearly split in half. And both halves, if you could like make a movie out of it, would be a really solid slasher movie. But it's just the beginning has no substance, and then there's no payoff to that interesting like force of nature cop kill cop murderer guy. And then the second half there's like kind of an interesting plot thread developing, but it has no room to breathe, and then it's over. <laughs> and again, all the kills are boring in both halves. So I, I don't. Maybe I don't recommend it. I don't know. It, it gets a light recommendation because there are some high points in it. Like I, I, it's it's fucked up for me to say, but I laughed at the scene where the old lady's car broke down, and like this innocent cop is coming to help out and just gets fucking. I didn't want to laugh at that scene, but yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> it, was, it was just so sudden. It was like, oh, what the shit? She's like, nobody's gonna get me. Bam! <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. I, I mean, if I'm being honest, I'd have to be like, I don't recommend or not recommend it. If I can, you do that. Yeah, I kind of like if you're a huge slasher fan or you're a huge Bruce Campbell fan, this this movie's worth your time. Mm, but sure. if, if you just want to watch a slasher movie, then uh, go watch something else. Go watch Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. Go watch Halloween. Go watch Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. But, Zach, what are we watching next week? We are watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 1974, the original by Toby Hooper. Nice. That's supposed to be, like, semi-true events on an actual serial killer, right? No. No? (laughs) (laughs) It's just... Uh, it's funny. It's and. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) It's funny that you say that, though, because one of the kind of unique things about that movie is the way it's shot and presented is like almost like this weird, almost documentary style. It's bizarre. You'll understand when you actually watch it. That's, that's, that's a common, that's a common thought. Dubs. Like there's no, there's no reason to feel bad about that. I think I thought that originally, cause I remember thinking like, I thought it too. This, what? Based on, this is fucked up. And it's, oh, it's just a movie. That's the only reason why that was funny. Um, you'll also maybe get a new appreciation for Resident Evil seven after you watch it. <laughs> so, when I when I tried to play seven, that's all I could think about was Texas Chainsaw Massacre because I didn't get very far. I was just at the beginning, and the beginning is all Texas Chainsaw bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like especially yeah. when you're sitting and at the the dinner table or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so this is where I read. It's loosely based on a real life man, Ed Gein, who's yeah, but like the the he didn't use fuck chainsaws and they didn't 
it wasn't like a family luring people. It was just that one guy. And yeah, I, th- I think it's the concept of this is based on this famous serial killer. Like they could have said, that. yeah, John Wayne Gacy or whatever. Who knows? Yeah. So remember to watch the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the seventies one. Um, yes. And uh, we'll come back here and we'll talk about it. Uh, but before we uh, end up, um, Zach, you had news, and then Andy has something to to announce or to say. Yeah, um, to plug. real quick. Uh, today, I guess, was the 25th anniversary of the Nintendo 64. And uh, I was like, whoa, really? Cool. And I don't know. Uh, I just saw it on GameSpot, and... It's just something cool to consider. It's like, wow, it's been that long, and thinking back on that thing. I never owned one when I was a kid. I just knew people that had it, but now I've got my own, and I'm able to play my own games on it, and I am enjoying my time with it so far. Well, 19 days ago was the 22nd anniversary of the Sega Dreamcast. What do you think about that? Well, the Dreamcast will always live forever, but it's not as, you know... It's not as monumentous. It's not like, oh, 20, 25, 30. Nice round in, integral of five numbers. I know. It was just something I knew <laughs> off the top of my head. Yeah. I, was thinking, I was thinking about 64 kind of a lot this week because it's in this weird middle zone where, um, well, that's about to end, actually. We didn't talk about the Nintendo Direct, but they're adding 64 games to the switch i was gonna say the 64 is in a weird middle area where it's not on shit like the polymega but it's also not getting a lot of representation in present day but uh, that's wrong it's gonna be there and we're getting re-releases of stuff like uh the star wars games on it from from several different places and turok came back and stuff like that so a lot of 64 appreciation what do you think they're gonna charge extra for that by the way I have no idea. Like they were ambiguous about what it includes because they said it's going to be another tier, and it's only twenty dollars a year right now. I don't know how much more they could, you know, how much more they're going to add. Are they going to double it? Is it going to be more? And what am I going to get besides, you know, a dozen Genesis and sixty four games? Well, the way I actually read that was the Genesis stuff will be included in the regular subscription that already exists. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's. I'm not paying extra for just 64 games. I can tell you that right now, especially considering I own all but two of them. <laughs> yeah. I just, quick, what's, what are some of y'all's favorite 64 games? Oh, uh, well, Shadows of the Empire. Super Mario 64 is one of the, the, the best launch titles ever made, if not the best launch title ever made. Mario Kart 64 is one of my favorite games, period. Um, what else? Rogue Squadron, the original Rogue Squadron. Yeah. Um, I'm going to think of like 30 more after we stop recording. What about you, Dubs? GoldenEye, um, Resident Evil 2 on the 64, WWF No Mercy. Um, I'm trying to think what other... WCW versus NWO Revenge. That too. Just pretty much all the fucking wrestling games on there. Uh, I played Mario 64. I halfway through it, but I'd never... I, I liked half of the game. I need to beat the other half. Uh, and Doom 64, that's another one. Oh, uh, yeah. And uh, Torok, and I'm, I know I'm missing more as well, but th- that's that's the ones I... Oh, Perfect Dark. There's another one. So. Bomberman 64, that's mm. another one for me. Oh, yeah. Star Fox 64, fuck's sake. Jesus Christ, yeah, Star Fox 64. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I hope all those games... I mean, maybe not all the wrestling games, but most of those games... We'll hopefully Star get Star Fox, to... Mario Kart, Mario 64, those are all gonna be on there. Man, I, I wanna Zach, play. What about you? What are your favorites? Yeah. Bitch? You guys said a lot of them actually. <laughs> of course. Mario Kart 64. Uh I like Super Mario 64 pretty well. Um uh, the wrestling games, obviously. Uh, blah, blah, blah. I guess Rogue Squadron. And Duke Nukem 64. That's another oh, one. Yeah. It's it's different. It has different levels and guns and stuff. It's it's kind of a different version of the game almost. There's just no music. I always thought that was bizarre. All the 64 ports of PC shit are noteworthy because they're interesting. Like Doom 64 is a whole new game. Like Quake yeah. 64 is different enough that it's very interesting. There's there's a lot of like the 64 just had such weird 
architecture is that the right word i I don't know like game games ports on it tended to be pretty unique there's still i can't say too many more because i I still haven't played that many games for it yet i'm still kind of getting myself more familiar with it so all right um andy you have something to plug oh i just wanted to plug i know this is apropos of nothing but um, there is a GoFundMe for my girlfriend's dog. I know that's kind of like, oh, here we go. I, the, the dog had a really important surgery, and it's very expensive, apparently, to have dog surgeries because, you know, dog insurance is a thing. So I don't know. If you love dogs and you've got some extra coinage rolling around, uh, go to GoFundMe and find uh, Help Chessa get her surgeries. Chessa, C-H-E-S-S-A. And donate anything or even just share it, but you know, the, the dog needs a little help. So it's a good dog. I, I'll vouch for that dog. All right. It will be in the description on YouTube, and it will also be description on all the uh, podcast stuff. But other than that, I think we'll end it here. Uh, remember, uh, this Thursday, we're back to normal. I'm getting some color, me and Zach. We're doing WWF uh, Raw and then WCW Saturday Night. Uh, but if you want to catch some more Big Trouble Little Podcasts, make sure you type that in on all the podcast needs uh, and programs like Alexa, uh, <laughs> Amazon Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, and Red Circle and Stitcher. Uh, but other than that, we'll see you all next week. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. <laughs>